Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that can see silence through the cracks. Uh... <laughs> I was waiting for you to make a noise because you were looking at me weird. Noobs in the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. So welcome to episode number 70 covering series five, episode six, Vampires of Venice. This is the one where the Doctor, Amy, and Rory find space vampires in 16th century Venice. They came through the cracks in the universe to escape their dying world only to be, you know, basically killed by the Doctor. Remember that one? This is story number 207, originally airing May 8th, 2010, to 7.69 million viewers. Holy cow. We're just hanging out below the 8 million mark still. Uh, this one was written by Toby Whithouse. Um, he also wrote School Reunion, and that was the one with the gargoyles. Oh, yeah. If y'all remember. Uh, this is this is the episode where our dog features, apparently. Um, so uh, Toby wrote this one, and uh, he's going to have a few more credits. And as I was looking at uh, School Reunion, this one, and some of the upcoming ones, there's a, there's kind of a, there's a feel to, at least to his Doctor Who episodes. I don't know what else he's ever written, uh, but uh, there's a similar, you know, like creepy monster vibe type of thing going on. So um, we'll see see a little bit of that. Uh, this one was directed by Johnny Campbell. This is his first Doctor Who, and he's going to do one more. So uh, up, up till, you know, today's recording, uh, he's only done two Doctor Whos. Uh, so we'll, we'll check out what he's got going on. All right. So that brings us down to our news section for the week. Um, as we said, sometimes we'll, we'll uh, have some current stuff going on that we want to talk about. And uh, basically, uh, Christopher Eccleston, so I guess I guess he put out a new book, right? Did he? I never actually read any of the articles. I was just vaguely I, aware of what was I happening. Think, so Christopher Eccleston is blowing up my newsfeed right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because he just put out a book. So because he's putting out a book, that means he's doing tours and, and he's doing a lot of interviews. Mm -hmm. And if you've been a doctor you can't do an interview without talking about your time on Doctor Who, those kinds of things. And so there have been all kinds of interesting articles popping up. There's one that talked about um, him battling anorexia. Um, mm -hmm. That's the main one I've been getting is like, yeah, he had anorexia. And I'm like, yeah. I know already, guys. You, don't <laughs> you just keep seeing that headline, yeah. And uh, but the other the other there's kind of uh, two things that's been going on. One there there were and again I think this I think his book was partially uh, at least partially uh, biography autobiography. Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously there's going to be a lot of talk about his time in Doctor Who, and as we talked in the past, uh, his time in Doctor Who was not great. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of a, a stain, <laughs> so a to speak. Stain. On, well, I'm saying like. You know, we, you think of shows like Doctor Who and and you want to think of a big, happy, creative family producing an amazing television show. And then you hear about things like Colin Baker. Uh, I, I think we even talked about this on the last episode. Remember, he didn't come back to do his regeneration scene. I don't know if we talked mm -hmm. about this on the episode, but I know the three of us have talked about this. He was in such bad relationship with the show that he refused to come back to the show to film his regeneration scene. So they had to take the next guy and put him in a <laughs> yeah. wig and put him face down. 
and then roll him over and and put a bunch of special effects on his face. He's a different guy now. Right, right. And now there's an interview with him talking about how he regrets that because he forgot about the fans. Like he's like, I regret doing that because it was it was wrong for the fans. Christopher Eccleston has spent a lot of time talking about now, uh, you know, many, many years later, talking about his bad experience with the show. And it's it's very unfortunate for a couple of reasons. One, we only got a year of the guy, right? Could have been he could have run mm-hmm. two, three, four, five years or whatever. Um, and and again, for me, I don't like to think of my favorite shows having bad experiences going on in the background. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is that they were all friends, they all loved each other, and they all have, still have barbecues every Fourth of July. <laughs> or I guess they, I guess they, they really. <laughs> If they have a barbecue on the 4th of July in the UK, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> it's not celebrating American independence. I don't think. You don't think? <laughs> that would be an interesting... Dude, I mean... All the di- people celebrating... All having a 4th of July barbecue. Anyways. This will be fun. <laughs> hey, so, remember when those guys escaped from us and became their own country and that's are now right. like more powerful than that's us. Right. What a great time. Uh, I know we've got a couple of UK listeners and they're just shaking their heads right now, <laughs> stupid colonists. Anyways, um, I don't like to think about them not having a good time together in the, in, you know, behind mm. the scenes. And apparently, you know, Christopher Eccleston had a very difficult time. We've talked in the past about how before the first episode got aired, they announced, the BBC announced that it would be his only season that he would not be returning, <laughs> um, which kind of puts a damper on the season. And, and it's like, Oh, now I got to know that this guy just isn't coming back. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it was supposed to be, remember that we talked about, there were fake outs where it, they tried to make it seem like Rose was going to be leaving like mm-hmm. within the show. But they already established. Because, well, no, no, that's the thing is like in the show, that's the way they wrote it. And then the BBC apparently torpedoed that idea by releasing a news, a news, uh, you know, uh, release ahead of time. And so all of that stuff just went to waste. And Christopher Eccleston had said he was not going to do that. He was not going to scuttle things. He was not going to. And so at any rate, so there, there, there's some bad blood there. And unfortunately that led to a lot of difficulties in his life. And what I'm seeing in the headlines now is uh, one of the headlines said, Christopher Eccleston is a quote from Christopher Eccleston. The fans have healed something in me. And so what that is, he refused to do conventions and all these kinds of things, um, understandably. And now that he has started doing some of them and he's interacting with the fans and he's getting the love from the fan base, Mm -hmm. he's like, it is redeeming that part of my life. This thing that was such a, a, a shadowy, dark time in my life is now becoming a place that I go, wow, the work I did positively impacted people around the world. And he's hearing that from people. And that's amazing. The other thing about that is, and and what I put here in the notes is Christopher Eccleston is coming back into the fold because he is going to be headlining an upcoming, oh gosh, I can't remember now if it's Comic-Con or really, it's a big con, whatever it is. He's going to be there. Big con. (laughs) You show up after buying your tickets and there's nobody there. Um, Yeah. A big convention. Um, and he's going to be there and he's going to be a big part of being there. He's going to be like a headliner type of thing, which he's not done before. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's awesome because he, he deserves that. He deserves any accolades, any fan love, any of that kind of stuff because he, he brought Doctor Who back. I mean, like yeah. we, say what you will about all the behind the scenes stuff. He delivered a solid season. 
mm-hmm. we've discussed it, you know, mm-hmm. like looking back, I, I remember the, I remember season one much more fondly now than I did the first time I watched it. You know, mm-hmm. upon rewatching it, I'm like, that was a solid 13 episodes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he, and if he hadn't done good enough and hadn't gained the traction from the right. audience, yeah, they Doctor would have canceled Who. it after the first season. Mm-hmm. Th- this was and a, this was, it wouldn't become a thing that exists. Yeah. I mean, think, think about this. This, this is a gamble. Right. You're bringing back this show that was a huge, huge thing in the UK and you're trying to re-release it. You're trying to like kickstart it again. And there's all the questions about, well, is it a reboot or is it a continuation or is it all these things and whatever? And there's a lot of speculation and skepticism from the fans about it. Just like any time a new Star Wars movie comes out, mm-hmm. you know, there's it's people like, that are like, oh, you're going to be good. How is it going to yeah. go? Are you going to ruin my childhood? Which is stupid to say, but at any rate. <laughs> Every Star Wars movie is good. You can't oh, change Disney mind. made another movie. They're just ruining my childhood yeah, yeah. left and right. So <laughs> in, in light of all that, he, he came in, he delivered, he did a great job. He gave us a great doctor, one that I wish we'd had more time with. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it gave us up to this point, what, 11 seasons? That uh, of a, of a, uh, eleven more seasons of a show and more history and 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 lore and backstory and all these kinds of things. So I'm I'm excited that he is finding some healing and some closure and and coming back in uh, and 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 maybe going to continue to get some more of that that love from the fan base. There was also because again, it's his book is producing a million headlines. One of the headlines I thought was interesting. He said he thought that. The ninth doctor should have been a woman. He's like, really? yeah. And I mean, I think he's looking back in the, I think he's looking back in time with rose colored glasses. Cause in 2005, I don't think the world was ready for a female doctor. I just yeah. don't. Uh, hmm. Apparently, some of the world was not ready for it in 2018 or 17, whenever it was. Wow, big surprise there, uh, I guess. Uh, right, it's right. the internet. But he thought, and, and again, I haven't, I haven't read a whole lot of the details, but one of the headlines, one of the eight versions of this headline that I saw mm-hmm. was he thought that the ninth doctor, the reboot, the, you know, the restart should have been a female doctor and might as well have been Billy Piper. And I um, think, I think there may have even been an insinuation that they should have just reversed roles. Like he should have been a companion <laughs> and that Billy Piper would could be have been the ninth funny. doctor. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be funny. So I mean, imagine not only restarting the show with a female doctor, but a female doctor who, if I remember correctly, Billy Piper was like 21 at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she would have been like by far the youngest doctor by like yes. decades, you know, like she would have made Matt Smith look like, you know, an old man. Uh, so I, you know, and you, then there would be something? an old companion, like, uh, like a well, super well, old yeah, companion. Really, uh, yeah. Companion that's uh, older. older I think than the doctor. if that would have worked, if like that would have happened, the whole series would crash and burn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it wouldn't have made it through the first episode. I, I think he's looking back with uh, with with the eyes of today, looking at the world of tomorrow. And unfortunately, whenever we do that, we're usually a little off course, a little overly optimistic. So, uh, so at any rate, guys, uh, before we get jumping into the main hunk of the show here, I wanted to remind you that Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management, where you can get world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at a great price. We have a special deal just for Noobs in the Whovian listeners. Use the code Noobs. at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. So head over to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Fill your cart up with everything that you need. Use the code Noobs. Noobs. <laughs> <laughs> Check out. 
for 15% off your entire order. Hey, that's okay. Uh, they know that we're not using a recorded version of this every week. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's wrong in a different way every time we do it. So. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, let's jump on into the checklist here. We've got the creature of the week. Guys, we got space vampires. Finally, Finally. another monster to take off our checklist. That's right. That's right. That should be that should be a a, a thing on the checklist, like space monsters, you know, or yeah, or uh, here's the the thing that happens in the real world that we now have a Doctor Who uh, universe explanation. Mm -hmm. About one of those per per uh, season, at at least. least, Yeah, at least. But didn't all of them die off in 1580? So wouldn't there be none left? Quiet, you. Well, no. So what we have here is this is where the idea of the vampire came to be. So the rest of it is fake, mm, right? Okay. But originally there was an actual vampire, okay. but I it do was love a space this. fish. <laughs> they they explain it all like, why can't you see him in the mirror? Well, right. they're they're yes. uh, they're oh gosh, they're perception spacey filters. Yeah, the perception filters. The mirrors don't know what to show for whatever reason it's just light well no your but, brain doesn't know when it's looking in the mirror because it's uh, yeah yeah that was that was a little bit um yeah odd. Uh, te- techno babble would be the star trek term there yeah. i don't know if there's so a, they're just invisible but then you there. see what's behind them as well yeah as. i love though that they went ahead and preemptively answered the the fan question of well then why could you see their fangs and she said that it was uh self-preservation the subconscious mind perceives the the threat and tries to warn the conscious mind. So that's why when they go into like attack mode, you can see their fangs. I was like, that's kind of brilliant. Until what? they bite you and you realize, yeah, but fish don't have fangs. So excuse me. I what? mean, they're space fish. So, okay. All right. So they're space fish is what the doctor calls them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, <laughs> I love the line when uh, she's trying to like seduce him into an alliance. And he's like, I'm a time Lord. You're a space fish. Think of the children. <laughs> and I still swear he looked at the camera when he said that, but uh, that doesn't. No, me. he was looking. He was looking in that direction. But so here's the thing: space fish, I think, is a complete like misnomer because when we when we finally really see one, it's it's the it's the sun, mm-hmm. right? And a top down view, a top down view. He's, he's like a, a lobster fish or something yeah. with yeah. Like a fish's head. And it's yeah, like, it's not even a fish's head. It's just it's, it's, not, it's just a head, and it's got, not even like fish at all no in no way does it does it look like it's got it's got claw-like hand like <laughs> yeah, spindly arm spindly finger fish, doctor? <laughs> uh, yeah, anything underwater clam <laughs> that's a fish <laughs> me? dolphin big fish me whale fish. really big fish uh so yeah so they were they were called the the saturnins uh from the planet saturnine that was that was great nine n-y-n-e not I thought he said Saturn nine. I'm like, okay, right. So right. somewhere there's the star Saturn. No, it's it's S A T U R N Y N E Saturnine. So yeah, at any rate. And Come on, guys. Yeah, so so a couple of couple of issues. I so I love the idea, by the way, of the of the perception filter. We're gonna see that again, mm-hmm. um, where it, it becomes a big plot point of the you know that the perception filter does X, Y, and Z. Um, we already saw it at the beginning of this season with patient zero, right? Mm-hmm. That's why Amy didn't ever recognize that there was a door there. But all that did mm-hmm. was cause her to su- sort of ignore something. And the same thing happened with the uh, TARDIS keys causing people not to look at uh, Oh yes, Martha. Was it Martha or was it Donna? Um, I think it was both. Actually. I th- no, I think it was Martha and uh, Captain Jack. 
Oh, I yeah. think. Yeah. And the doctor. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. right. Um, so, so yeah, we've, we've, we've encountered this technology before, but, um, I like, I like what they did, but they didn't stay consistent with it where, so the idea is it takes what you're looking at and turns it into something that you can handle. Like and, a vampire. And therefore, <laughs> and therefore camouflages the thing or the person that you're looking at, right? So the, the, the Saturnins had the big, uh, whatever, spine things around the neck. Mm -hmm. And so it turned it into, for both of them, for, for Rosanna and for whatever her son's name is. I can't remember his name. Um, it turned it into like a big royal collar looking yeah. thing. But and I was like, it only did that that's for the, cool. Yeah, it only did it for them too. Right. So a the couple girls didn't have it. Correct. And, uh, they also have the giant tails and like six legs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, but when we first see Rosanna, her her thing, her perception filter freaking out, her six legs are like gathered around her in such a way that it looks it's like, like a, a 16th century gown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So they're making it like, all right, so that's her shape, right? So we'll just make it into like it's a gown. Again, the perception filter just filling in the blanks for you. Mm -hmm. But then later on, she takes all of that off. She <laughs> takes off oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, big, the big collar thing and the dress and therefore the big, uh, you know, poofy skirt bit. And I'm like, like okay. How are you taking off clothes? Yeah, I'm like, are what there? are you taking off? Why? Did you just take off the outer layer of your shell or something? You know, so and again, why did just she kinda... take those off to jump in? That was just overly dramatic. That's all it was. She took the gloves off, mm -hmm. which don't exist. Yeah. The gloves yeah. don't exist. You know, so. And then there's yeah. the problem. Unless yeah. it's. What were you going to say? The, the white dresses. They were all wearing white dresses. So maybe it was. That's just what they had. And when she took off the clothes, what was underneath was the white dress. So. Well, maybe. Yeah. But what is the white dress? When because giant because when she appeared as the as the Saturnin, she wasn't wearing anything. She was just a a lobster, or whatever. Well, maybe the white dress is what it's turning it into because every person had the same exact, probably yeah. a photocopy of the same exact <laughs> one. Yeah. So it. Uh, yeah. Also, how does it decide the color? I don't know. Because <laughs> like all the girls, like green and purple. All the girls are white. I and then the one leader was... My understanding is the perception filter is psychic technology like the mm -hmm. psychic paper. You know, so therefore it's, it, it allows your mind to like fill in some gaps and things like that to, to you know, so where does the color come from? Your mind. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's basically the answer to all of it. And there's also the small problem we had with the weeping angels where they never move when the camera's looking at them, at least for the first mm -hmm. episode. Right. We should be seeing the aliens by seeing girls and whatnot where it's acknowledging that we're looking at it and saying, and you're seeing the low level perception filter until it, until it starts glitching out. And now you're seeing what everyone else says and it's kind of just a small fourth wall break, but it's got to be there to, you know, have the story make well, sense. Well, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. so, exactly. So the other, the other problem that I have with the Saturn ends was uh, there was inconsistency with what sunlight does to them. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because at various points, uh, the the, the dude, what is his name? <laughs> Rosanna's son, the the the, the guy Saturnin. I don't. Know. The heck was his name? Anyways, whatever his name was, mm. he would do things like he was as he was circling around Amy, 
he walked into the sunlight, so he put his hand up to to shield from the sun. And again, it's just giving us that vampire vibe, right? But then uh, later on, he's walking through the, the the streets and he's attacking Rory and comes out into broad sunlight, but because Amy took her mirror and bounced some sunlight off and hit him with it, he exploded. Yeah. He like vaporized, right? And then and they- like the next scene... Rosanna is standing in full sunlight, taking off her dress, getting ready to overly dramatically kill herself. And um, there's the one scene where they're in the house and suddenly the girls are at the window and they're like, oh no, whatever shall we do? It's broad daylight. Right. Yeah, they're outside. outside in it. But when they stick up the glowy torch thing, right. suddenly they're affected right. by Why the not light. just so touch maybe, them with the glowy torch so thing? Would that not maybe, burn uh, I guess. So maybe it's like a concentration of UV light is what kills him. I so the mirror, so. when she bounced the mirror off, she was hitting him with a with a concentrated beam of it. But again, she put a little spot of it on his head and his whole body like just <laughs> it explodes in yeah. the most dramatic way. I yeah. thought they would just kind of like melt their skin or something. Not you would think explode like them. Yeah, absolutely vaporized, just <laughs> like you know. I was waiting for Rory to go, oh, I had my mouth open. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> so. All right, so uh, Corbin's favorite time, bad CGI. Take yes. it away, Corbin. Uh, so there's a scene, and I don't remember when it was, actually. I can't remember, but uh, the doctor goes up to a door, and he touches it, and he gets, like, electrocuted. Yeah. And you can <gasps> see the, like, not-so-great electricity just... <laughs> Wait, well, what even? They just uh, electrified the door. To, yeah, to once he got electrified and fell to the floor, what happened next? I forget. Like, how did he come back from the electric? Well, it just it just shocked him. It didn't yeah. kill. It was like oh. grabbing an electric fence. You know, like oh. it didn't kill him. It just hurt. <laughs> grabbing oh. an electric fence, except you know you can see the lightning. Right, and, right, right. And then what's the next thing you're about? Storm clouds. Okay, so oh. <laughs> okay, at the end they start the <laughs> rainstorm. And the first thing I thought when I saw the clouds coming out of the building was, those don't look like clouds at all. This is so terrible. Like, yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't, it it, wasn't it looked like awful. Smoke. Of smoke or something. Yeah. It sure didn't smoke. look like clouds whatsoever. And then also just like, why are the people freaking out so much? Well, sure, it's kind of weird that suddenly there's clouds, but it's just rain. There's no reason to be running around the city screaming. Well, imagine giant death. Clouds, but they weren't. They were blasting. just clouds. That's what she's saying. That's what he's saying. What about They're black clouds come blasting clouds. out of windows, filling up the whole entire sky, and then come circling around and come back uh, yeah. at you to crash you can't deny that into it's things? Weird, but I've seen clouds darker than that, like just out and about. Right. Well, and the thing that got me was they were not freaking out until the rain started falling. I know. And like they were watching like, all of that stuff you just described, Trip. Um, and by the way, let's give a shout out for bad CGI of the clouds ripping across the sky and then folding back in like, what? like Trip just mentioned. What? But it's when the rain started falling. It and was like, like it was acid they, or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah. But then it's, no, it's just scary rain. Right, rain. that's what I thought. I was like, oh no, she's dropping some transformational rain that's going to turn them all into aliens. Why nope, didn't they just start with that? Rain. Yeah. What's the point of converting all these? <laughs> oh, so gosh. they can get enough blood to 
blast the clouds there out. You go. So we got the uh, we got the bad CGI. Uh, so jiggery pokery. We uh, we had a couple things with the Sonic this this week. Apparently, it works better behind your back sometimes. Uh, when the doctor <laughs> no, that was just a show off. Yeah, the doctor the doctor likes to be showy, and apparently, it can heal wounds. So yeah. uh, that's have handy. We not Where seen, has that been? Have we seen that before? I no, like I've never seen it. No, we've seen him repair things with it. But yeah, not, but not people. Yeah. Not like he healed Draw. Amy's wounds, her neck wounds with it. I'm like, Maybe that was just that? with the new Sonic. I feel like, like it no. has whatever. <laughs> Upgrade. Like Wait, what does like it have? Really useful. Just like being able to blast sound waves at people and healing wounds yeah so handy. i mean that is some star trek level stuff there where like they have they have a tool just like that on star trek the next generation where they just point it at you and goes and it and, and it oh, heals yeah. up it's called a dermal regenerator of course it is <laughs> you know course. it's a skin maker um, but hey, all of a sudden the sonic can do that okay great like is it at a certain frequency that causes your <laughs> cells it stimulates to cellular regenerate regeneration ah. uh, so we had the uh, psychic paper uh, we, we saw i loved watching um, rory get a kick out of first of all be completely bewildered by the paper Right. The doctor holds it up and the guy's like, oh, yes, oh, oh, come right in, Baroness or whatever. And Rory's You're, in the background going, I'm sorry, what? What's happening? unnamed highness that is just like, okay, right, so right. Didn't he show something. the paper to Rory? And he yeah, he grabs it and looks at it and says, uh, according to this, I'm your eunuch. What's <laughs> She's that? like, yeah, she goes, uh, I'll explain it to you later. What's a eunuch? Uh, a eunuch is would be a, a royal servant. And so it, it was an official title. This goes back to like Bible times. Um, so it was it was a it was a title of someone who served in the royal house, but it literally refers to someone who has had um, uh, th- things removed. Oh, <laughs> so um, so imagine imagine you have a, a man that you want to put in charge of uh, certain uh, young women in the house, and oh. you want to make sure that uh, he isn't doing anything he shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. So you just you know remove some things. Oh, <laughs> eunuch. <Pleasant. laughs> so so, uh, but it does. It is uh, you know it became a, an official title, which didn't always necessarily mean the, the man had been castrated um however that's a, a great little slap in the face of i am your fiance but according to this i am your eunuch like <laughs> wow how literally <laughs> emasculated do i feel right now everything that amy did felt like a complete slap in zone the- yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like y'all are getting married technically uh, tomorrow uh, morning technically. and you're like oh right. i don't want to be your brother what if her fiance's Oh, I'll be your brother. Hold that for who is Rory. Let's let's hold that there. So the psychic paper. So so Rory got a big kick out of that. Uh, Well, he's completely bewildered by it, but then he gets to use it later. And when he showed it to Rosanna, she's like, oh, yes, now I see what was so special about you. And he turns around and he kind of like holds it up like, eh, eh, you know, psychic paper. And then apparently it didn't fool Rosanna. So that was, that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. Have we seen that before? Have we seen? Um, that there one girl someone. with the Sonic who had the Sonic pin, she knew because of the paper. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it's, so it's a technology that is known, you know, in the wider universe. And so apparently it doesn't fool everyone all of the time. So that was, that was No, no, no. It was it- Einstein. No, not. He didn't mention William Shakespeare. Yeah, oh, yeah William Shakespeare. Shakespeare. He was like, yeah. this is just a blank piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, is it like Jedi mind tricks where yes. mm-hmm. you have to be above a certain that's, uh, IQ? If you have 3,000 IQ. Yeah, that's a very good uh, parallel there. So, yes, it's a, your, your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Um, yeah, so uh, jumping on down, we didn't have anything specifically about the Time War or the Pandorica. However, we did get a little bit about the uh, the silence. And by a little bit, you mean more than we've gotten yeah, ever. It, yeah. Yes. Okay, so From on our checklist, we have so the silence will fall and we have the crack. And the Pandorica will open. Well, yes, but uh, <laughs> let's take let's take the silence will fall and the crack and we can we can we can talk about all of it together because it's a, it's a lot of stuff all you know occurring together here. Currently so working together or something. The first the first mention we have in this episode is the the steward guy who is a human, so he probably doesn't know what he's saying, but he's reading this decree as they're about to uh, kill uh, the the Isabella. Um, he says uh, that in in memory of the children lost to the silence, she's being executed. So we have in memory of the children lost to the silence. And in my notes, I've got silence with a capital S every time we talk about it here. So mm-hmm. uh, because it seems, you know, just like the crack and, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a mention here of children who were lost to the silence. And then you have uh, specifically Rosanna talking about a whole bunch of things. She says that the Saturnines or Saturnins ran from the silence. That's, that's why they're on earth. So, um, there were cracks that began to appear. Some of them were tiny. Some of them were, what did it say? Mm, as, 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 big as, as big as the big sky. As sky. Yeah. And they peered through them and through some of them, they saw beautiful worlds like earth mm-hmm. and earth is clearly the most beautiful. world. <laughs> hey, I like it. Uh, <laughs> but also through some of the cracks, they saw silence. And Corbin How said, do you see oh, silence. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, we get the little bit from the doctor like, do you hear that? No. Yeah. That's my point. Oh, I didn't write that oh, one down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they were standing in Venice and he was like, do you hear that? And he's like, no. He's like, that's my point. Yeah. It was like, but that is a weird thing. It's like, okay, even if you're in the middle of the city, it being quiet sometimes is not absurd. But it w- it went from well, people drying rags and all that stuff. And like waves lapping and birds calling. I mean, there was like just all kinds of ambient noise that just just went away. It was like, really weird. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, what just happened? I thought my headphones cut out or something like that. No. Or the speakers or rather. No, um, so, so yeah, we have all kinds of stuff happening here. What did we not have? Uh, the Pandora Cool Open? Well, Yes. In regard to the crack, or the cracks. Oh, we didn't see it. We didn't see any. Oh, yeah. Here's what I thought during that weird zoom into the TARDIS's lock. Yeah. thought we were going to see the crack. So, by the way, miscellaneous trivia. That's the first time we've ever had an episode do that. For an outro. Yeah. Normally, it cuts to the the time vortex and the the credits. This one, it zoomed into the keyhole, and it became the time vortex, which I thought was... That's kind of cool idea that yeah. you know that the cool time vortex idea, is inside like, the keyhole. Why uh, did they do that? I, I, yeah, because what I thought was I thought they were going to zoom in, yeah, and no, inside yeah. the keyhole was going to be a tiny version of the crack, <sighs> but it, but it wasn't. <laughs> I was so very disappointed. <laughs> so, so this is the, the first episode oh. that we yeah. see without the crack. Um, so this is not the first episode because we did have a two-parter. What did you? T- I 
I don't know. know something just fell. fell. We had a two-parter where the crack didn't appear in the first episode. It appeared in the second episode. But that's a story. And so we modified the theory, Corbin's theory, to be that it will appear in every story. We've now broken that. That's honestly what I meant. Is just, I, know, I know. I was just, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> so no. we'll we'll revisit that when we when we evaluate theories. Um, but yeah, we, we did not see the crack. However, we kind of made up for it in talking about it a whole bunch as much uh-huh. information as we got right 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 so um no no jamie dodgers this go around corbin any existential horror just terror just, at the nature of being or i don't think so i yeah not really yeah no, nothing right. really going on here so maybe your children getting eaten you. by a thousand no that's people? not existential well, horror like, like, that's body horror Clo- closest i could think to existential horror is um is isabella knowing that she was being turned into something else yeah you know, so, that is very uh, <laughs> that brings us down to uh who's who uh so want to start out with who is the doctor so okay so we, we forgot to mention it towards the beginning of the show but there was a Meanwhile in the TARDIS, right? Part two. So there was a, a mini-sode. So hopefully you went and, and, and caught that. We, we had a link to it in the last two weeks worth of show notes. So we had some great stuff about who is the doctor in the Meanwhile in the TARDIS. First of all, he calls himself Space Gandalf. He calls himself Space Gandalf. He's like, I'm like Gandalf. Like Space Gandalf. And Corbin <laughs> and Tripp both missed that. Because <laughs> they couldn't I, uh, understand what he was saying. There's, there's nothing I love more than like a sci-fi show making a reference Referencing to a fantasy to or sci-fi yeah. show book movie stuff right. like that it's just it's really fun i don't know why but i do like it yeah especially when it's cross uh, cross genre like that where it's, mm-hmm. it's sci-fi referencing uh uh fantasy there so um i did love that i love that even though he is and and this is what's funny is matt smith in this uh, matt smith is the youngest doctor to date in mm-hmm. the full history of Doctor Who. Now, remember the mm-hmm. first Doctor. Remember the first Doctor was an old man, right? After Matt Smith, we've got Peter Capaldi. You know, um, uh, if I remember correctly, Christopher Eccleston, one of the things that people weren't crazy about with Christopher Eccleston was he was so young, right? And Matt oh Smith... Oh my, he's like 40 or something. Yeah, well, no, he was... I want to say he was maybe mid-30s or something. Chris, um, Matt Smith was, I think, a decade younger than Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take Eccleston's first episode to Matt Smith's first episode, I want to say he was, like, 10 years younger than Eccleston. Well, one of thing course, I saw in the articles is Eccleston is, like, 55 now. So. Yeah. So, what? Okay. So, you're yeah, you're right then. So, 14 years ago, he would have been in his early 40s. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, David Tennant was younger than Eccleston. Matt Smith is younger than him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm like Space Gandalf. It's like, okay. So, okay. Can you grow a beard? I mean, he <laughs> <laughs> He is like nine hundred and seven. Exactly, but but I thought, can you grow up? Again, I feel like these. Meanwhile, in the Tardises, are talking directly to the fans. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like if you bothered to find this, you're a true fan. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think it was on the DVD releases, and I think they originally aired leading up to the airing of the episode that it so so this one was immediately after the end of the last episode and then leads directly into you know he's like we've got to go get rory and she's like he's at a stag party and then that's where the next episode starts Mm -hmm. Uh, or well it starts in venice but yeah so at any rate um he says oh man this was great he says because i can't see it anymore he's uh, amy is saying why did you take me with you why did you steal me in the middle of the night the night before my wedding what was what is this all about and we've kind of been asking this question, right? You know, he's like, why not? 
you know, mm. then we find out that, uh, well, there was a giant crack in time mm-hmm. in her wall. So maybe That's there's, yeah, maybe not? there's something important about her. Um, you might be more important than Donna. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Rose. So what ends up happening though, is he says, I can't see it anymore. And she's like, what are you talking about? What is it? And he says, I, I can't see it anymore. He says, when you make the whole universe, your backyard, what do you have left? A backyard. And I was like, wow, that's pretty that's, profound, right? Uh-huh. If you have all of time and space at your back doorstep. And that 907 years exactly, to go through it. To go look at it all. It means everything is as mundane as our backyard, right? Uh-huh. And how amazing is our backyard? It's pretty fun. It's pretty awesome. But it's, it's not the entire universe. Really yeah. small. And-, <laughs> and it's there all the time. We look yeah. at it all the dang time, right? It's where the dog poops. There's so many <laughs> windows, like in our back, to just right. look at our yard. So um, he has her, and and by extension, all of his companions, because they can still see it. That's that's what he kind of reveals here is that mm-hmm. one of the reasons that he doesn't like to travel alone. One of the reasons we discussed with Tennant and his era that it's also because he would go insane and destroy the universe yeah. that, or I at mean, least a couple of species along the way. Um, but one of the reasons for this new, uh, yes. Uh, but one of the reasons for this new 11th doctor, because again, new doctor means new, new motivation, new mouth, new rules. Uh, it means mm-hmm. new motivations. It means new character traits and qualities. And one of the things is he wants to see the universe through the eyes of someone who's never seen it before. And when their eyes light up, he, gets it again. He sees it again. So um, in light of that, he's had a few companions, right? And Amy's freaking out. Wait a minute. Are you telling me I'm not the first one? And he's like, you know, <laughs> you can you can hear the fans screaming through his facial expression. Uh, duh. You know, like I'm 900 years old. You think you're the first person that's ever traveled with me? Uh, this I'm a madman in a box. What do you think I do? Everybody's thought that. Like, I bet every companion has said that at some well, point. Well, yeah. Remember we had our time where Rose met Sarah Jane and she's kind of like, what's this all Excuse about? Me. You know? Yeah, yeah. And Martha was the same way when she realized that Rose, because I think Rose and Martha actually worked together too. Mm-hmm. And uh, then. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah. I remember Martha constantly lived in the shadow of Rose. Did Donna meet Martha? Donna didn't care about the, the, the previous ones as but much. But did Donna because, meet Martha? Uh, yes. I think. Donna yeah. ended up meeting everyone. Didn't she? Yeah, because yeah, they all gained together she, for the one the Avengers up? Endgame what, what? moment. Was that during so. Donna's time? Yeah. Like okay. that was yeah, during yeah. her time with the Doctor. I thought so. Yeah, because yeah. Martha. Oh, yeah, 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 because it was the Doctor Donna. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was literally the Doctor. Okay, so um, who is the Doctor? We have him, uh, and I think I think Jared's going to mention this, so I don't want to steal his thunder. But um, the library card. We'll we'll I think I, he'll he'll cover that. Let's let him cover that. I think interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. He doesn't want to get Amy involved with the plan because, quote, that's how they go. And again, it's just like, oh, sad doctor. You know, like he doesn't want Amy to go into the the school, you know, undercover, so to speak, because whenever they get involved, that's how they go, is what he says. You know, whether that means they end up getting lost or dead or freaking out and deciding to go home, whatever it is, that's how they go. Um Oh, this was kind of interesting. He will tear Rosanna's house down because she didn't remember Isabella's name. Never mind the whole part where she was planning to sink Venice uh-huh. and kill all of its inhabitants, but you forgot Isabella's name, or you didn't know Isabella's name. That's so sweet. that's why I'm going to tear your house down brick by brick. I love 
the whole reason they went in there was to get Isabella. It's the one thing they didn't that accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then, and like, got did, her did, brother killed. Yeah, did Isabella ever come back? Like, no, she got eaten. Yeah, yeah. remember they threw her into the into the water, and she was like, "I can swim. I'm Venetian." And then gobble gobble, she got eaten, and then her brother blew himself up. I thought that was her dad, not her brother. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Anyways, like, they, like they they did not resolve that at all. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, they did save Venice, so there's that. Yeah, but, there's but not that too shabby. Doesn't but, matter. Yeah. One person's life is more important than all of Venice. Also, <laughs> I love when he blew up the when he blew himself up. He blew up five of the girls, but we saw that there was so many others. And then she acts like, yeah, they're walking up to her room and they're just like staring down from windows that clearly aren't her room and then there were I think the that five. was all the same women was it yeah I don't think it was any more than just the five because you never saw more than five at any given time yeah but well I thought there were just others that we didn't see all of I could be wrong but I, was I don't like, think so I was like well, there's no reason to commit suicide you still have several of them because they were making yeah, a big deal, like, wow, yeah. we have so many now. Right. And, it's, it's and like, her son five. died. And it's like, but apparently there's millions of other males in the water, it's or like thousands, or dead. whatever it was. It's not exactly a dead race yet. Yeah, yeah. but especially once she killed herself, it, it was. That's it. Like, she was the last female. Especially given that you can, like, literally convert other people. <gasps> right, I was getting ready to say, she was the last female, unless one of the dudes decided to come out of the water and take on human form and start converting again. So, like, what's the problem? So, You know what I just realized? We just left them in the water. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I just realized, when the dude took off his big thing and then ran and jumped into the water and came out to fight Rory or whatever. Yeah. He jumped in the water. Why didn't he get eaten? He had his thing on. What Was it that same water? Yeah, it was the same exact. It was literally the plank that they jumped off of. Oh, that's funny. So they won't eat... Me. <laughs> See, that line was where he said, careful, you know, turn off your perception filter or my brothers will think they're being fed twice a day. All that did was set up how she was able to commit suicide at the end by jumping in mm-hmm. and leaving your perception filter mm-hmm. on. But then, like you said, that's a gaping plot hole that he dove into the water. That, wow. That's, that's, that's funny. Um, Unless so, he dove in with his arms out and somehow pressed the perception filter no. right before he went <laughs> no, in. We didn't see any of that. So no came back um, out. As we do have going. here. We have another episode where an alien basically like reads the doctor's mail and just totally calls him out for it. She asks mm-hmm. if his conscience can carry the weight of another dead race. Wow. 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 Like good last words, you know, and then she says, remember mm-hmm. me dream of, or no, remember us dream of us. Uh, and of course, and dives in. None of them are dead yet, anyways. The Daleks have uh-huh. shown up several times. The master died, but there's no way he's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's still there's still ten thousand of you living in the bottom of a sea of Venice or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. I just and we already seen do- the boy that got blown up by sunlight or whatever was helping convert. So, right, right, yeah. So just uh, again, get one guy just- to come out. We Unless they're those... out of perception filters or something. <laughs> or I don't know. I mean, how long do you think it'll take them to realize they eat the person and then they're like, 
Oh, that one has a perception filter on it. Excuse me, what? Oh, no. What's, what's this crunchy bit? That's ah, a perception filter. Wait a minute. <laughs> just, just spit that out like a watermelon seed. All right, so uh, who is Amelia? Um, let me ask you guys, who does Amelia love? No one. Not Rory. All right, this all right, is let's, definitely... here, let's, let's do this real quick. Who is Rory? Uh, Trip called him the new Mickey. Yep, definitely. <laughs> thought that was, thought that was great. Totally getting abandoned by his fiance. Okay, for so the doctor. now, now, what is the difference? Okay, so you've got you've got Amy Rory Doctor versus Rose Mickey Doctor. Uh-huh. What's the difference between those two triangles? I think the Doctor realizes what happened with Rose and Mickey, and Ooh. now he's like, okay, no, y'all are staying together. Yeah, like. Because Rose ended up going now. to a different dimension, just right. Okay, get so away from Mickey now. and ended up with. <laughs> so at the end of the last episode, and we got to think back because because we, we we did a timey wimey in between. But the, the end of the last episode, uh, you have the Doctor freaking out. Remember, Amy's trying to to kiss him and all this kind of stuff, and he all of a sudden freaks out and says that it's it, like it's all about you. It's all about you because, of course, duh, yeah, <laughs> you're my companion. Of course, you're going to turn out to be the most important thing in the universe or whatever. But he says, I've got to get you sorted out. And what he means is her and Rory. Yeah. So there is like universe implications, universe level implications for their relationships succeeding. Right. Mm-hmm. So I like the uh, Corbin. I like the way, though, that you're pulling in, you know, maybe he's remembering being, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, being an obstacle mm-hmm. between Mickey and Rose. And like, them the ending up Mickey, not getting together. Yeah, yeah. Mickey just entirely doesn't up. Doesn't right. even want to be with like, Rose anymore. Now he's with Martha. I think he even right. got the option to go with Rose and, and decided not to. Yeah, yeah you're right. So, so this go-around, we, we have the triangle again of the jealous uh, boyfriend... That will do the, anything. The boyfriend who is for, jealous of the doctor. That will do and, anything for the girl. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you that because Mickey. <sighs> and that also always. One of my it. notes here was that yeah, Rory will do anything for Amy, including sword fighting with a, with a broom. broom. Right, I love that mm-hmm. bit where he stabs him with the bristly end of the broom. Ha ha! You yeah. know, and it's like it's like th- this is a guy that palm. seems to be somewhat trained with a sword, and you're like you're beating him. Right, right. But so, okay, so this is our first adventure that Rory goes on, and he is he has gone into battle for Amy. Yeah, I feel like it took a little longer for Mickey to kind of sprout, right? Mickey, like he wasn't like saving her life real soon. But he was also, but he also wasn't traveling real soon. Yeah, and he was also a lot more shy at first. Like I would say, Rory is pretty shy. Rory, he's pretty timid guy, but not when it comes to Amy. And that's what I'm saying is there, so there, there, there's a little difference here. Like Rory is not just Mickey 2.0. Like yeah. it's that archetype. It's the jealous boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, this time fiance. However, I feel like there's, there's a little bit more going on here. And I think you might be underplaying Mickey a little because I'm trying to remember, correct me. Cared. I don't think, he oh, no, 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 cared. no, no, cared, cared, but did, was he like springing into swashbuckling action this, this soon? Like, like I remember him saving I mean, the world via a computer. Yeah, I don't yeah. think. But I don't remember him. He didn't 
do the only I feel like the only reason he saved the world was because of Rose. Like he didn't want to do it and then Rose told him to and he did it. Well, that's fine. That's that's similar to what Rory, you know, Rory is. Hey, let's get the heck out of here, doctor. You're dangerous. I don't want to be around this Mm -hmm. to I'm going to grab Amy. Oh, wait, Amy does. Yeah. To I'm going to jump in with a broom to save the day. But it's because Amy is directly being threatened and mm-hmm. he is like not gonna have that the okay so thing uglier than you is your mom <laughs> gosh did you say something about mummy um that was that was great and that was obviously overdubbed did no. you see his his lips not even touching because of those giant fangs in his mouth the oldest your mama joke <laughs> <laughs> the first recorded incident of a your mama joke was in 16th century venice by a young rory williams uh, so at any rate, we, so we've got the triangle again, but this time I feel like we've got a boyfriend who's taking a little bit more action. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, if you're, if you're listening and you're screaming into your, uh, into your wax I cylinder pop. here, yeah. <laughs> uh, correct me where I'm wrong. And <clears throat> maybe I'm not remembering Mickey correctly, but I feel like it took him a lot longer to really become man of action, which he became. Like no doubt, like, credit where credit is due. He became like a kick butt dude. He's like yeah, he came. Agent. He became yeah. unit blasty blasty. Yeah, worthy worthy sometimes. of Martha. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we've got the triangle, and we also have the doctor now actively trying to save the relationship, whereas he was constantly kicking dirt in Nikki's face. <laughs> he was That's constantly so making fun of, poor, of Mickey. Mickey. The closest thing we get here is with the doctor not using Rory's name and referring to him simply with the fingers on the nose uh, hand gesture about, you know, (laughs) Oh, you mean, you know, doing the nose thing. Uh, But other than that, you know, we, we have him kind of laughing about, about uh, Amy liking Rory, you know, and those kinds of things. Um, You know, she brings him up and he's like, Oh, you mean, and does the nose thing and and laughs. And she's like, Hey now. And he's like, Oh, uh, it was an involuntary, Cool. you know so he's trying and then he says no no no. we're gonna get this sorted out we're gonna fix you too right mm-hmm. and then um it's it's so it's interesting to see that that new dynamic and where that's gonna go because that that's gonna be that's gonna be big and let me let me just preface all of this by saying rory is freaking awesome rory uh i love his character arc um I love seeing where he where he started and where he ends up. Mm-hmm. You guys have no idea, okay? So not not to play it up too much, uh, <laughs> but but he's 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 fantastic. Okay? Next thing you know, it's like uh, yeah, nothing yeah. like you remember. It's like the fly the navigator. <laughs> no, and it was like no, 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 no. I have, different. <laughs> because I have recently rewatched season five and most of season six, and yes, there's there's uh-huh. some some great great stuff coming. Um, love, love, love Rory. Love Amelia. She's, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Rory may be, Rory might be my favorite, like secondary companion. Mm-hmm. You know, you've always got like your Captain Jacks and, and Mickey's and your yeah. add on mm-hmm. sort of second companion. And your not roses the, because uh, everybody likes Rose. No, no, no. Rose is a primary companion. Yeah. That's what I'm, So you got Rose, oh, Martha, yeah. Donna, Amelia. All the so other ones are secondary or even tertiary, you know, sort of third yeah. level down. Um, Rory, the pecking order of companions. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Rory might be my my favorite secondary uh, companion, and we'll we'll see as that as as time goes on. So, all right, other stuff we noticed. Any anything you guys want to throw in there? Uh, 
I feel like we hit all of the other stuff yeah, like as we went along. We've already so. gone through. That seems to be normally what we do when we get to the stuff we noticed, and we're like, "Wait, we've already said." Well, all this is this stuff. is the the uh, junk drawer Recap. at the end. If you've forgotten anything, uh, but there were a few things I even wrote in this section of the notes, and then realized, oh, "No, I'm going to go put those somewhere else." So mm -hmm. that's okay. All right, guys. So as we move it on, reminding you that Noobs and the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like you, specifically listeners like Jared and Victor. If you find value in what we're doing here, if, as we say, you, your enjoyment is more enjoyable because of our uh, little show here, uh, we would just ask if you'd be able to give a little bit of value back. Uh, you can join for as little as a dollar a month, and that'll make you an Amelia patron. Starting at $5 a month, you'll be on the Amy tier, and you'll get a shout out on the show. Oh, here's what I was going to ask you guys. Should we switch Amelia and Amy to Rory and Amy? Mm. Nah, nah, but would nah, Rory be the one lower? Nah. Well, yeah, I mean, we already said Amy is the primary companion. Rory is the secondary companion. That's part of why I didn't put Rory on there. And also, I didn't want it to be like kind of a spoiler that he was going to be coming yeah. on the TARDIS, which I guess we kind of all knew. At any rate, $12 a month means you're our very own River river Song, always there for us. $15 a month makes you a hosting host, and you'll get a chance to guest host on an upcoming episode of the show. So if you're interested in any of those and becoming a part of supporting family-friendly independent media today, you can go over to patreon.com slash noobsandthehoovian and get signed up right away. All right, guys, uh, that brings us down to our classic Who Connection. Let me pull up that bit here and hear what Jared has to say uh, about a couple of recurring themes. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. Jared here with your classic Who connections for the Vampires of Venice. There weren't a whole lot of connections here, so it's going to be a pretty short one today. And I'm going to use one of the connections as a springboard just to talk a little bit about the fourth Doctor's time in classic Who, because they did something with the story there that I think we should bring out. I, I don't know that we'll ever see it in New Who. We haven't seen it yet, but uh, you never know. It could come up in the future, and it was an interesting overall story arc that they did during the Fourth Doctor's time and kind of carried into, especially with a companion, into the Fifth Doctor's time. But focusing right now on the Vampires of Venice, the big knock-you-in-the-face Classic Who connection. Literally. The doctor reaches into his pocket, pulls out the psychic paper, flashes it, and it's not psychic paper. It's his library card. Because, of course, Rory has the psychic paper because he was looking at it. So we see a picture of the first doctor, William Hartnell. And that makes a lot of sense because he was actually living for a time, settled, living there enough to enroll his daughter in the school system settled on Earth. So it would make sense. He might have had a library card then. But there's more. If you look closely at that library card, you have the name Dr. J. Smith. Now, it's not news to anyone who's been following along to the show that the doctor uses the name John Smith as an alias. Every now and then. But what's interesting is that up until now, this predates the earliest mention of the doctor using the alias John Smith. Oh, cool. the, the first time that you see it mentioned in classic who was when the companion Jamie McCrimmon talks about it in the serial, the wheel in space. And so that's clear into the second doctor's time. So this is now predates and sets the canon that the doctor was using the name J John Smith way back before we had any information about it uh, in Classic Who. 
and and so presumably before the first episode, mm-hmm. because yeah. if if Jared's theory is right, he got the library, library card, card before uh, yeah. we meet well, Susan and he was on Earth. Right, right, uh, yeah. yeah, ahead of the first episode. Zach's story is the last day he was on Earth for you know several seasons. Right, mm-hmm. present day Earth at least. Right, very cool. So also, if you look at it, the address on the card is seventy six Totters Lane in Shoreditch, London which may not mean much to you, but you may remember back in An Unearthly Child uh, that that's the address of the junkyard. So very interesting. Awesome. They, they put in no all the details that. there. It, it made, made it... Because uh, what now? No one noticed that in that community. Wait, you live in the junkyard? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun to pause it and see those, see those little uh, details on the card there. The other point to talk about is that in Classic Who, we saw vampires and vampire-esque monsters uh, or baddies. And so that's we have two encounters. The seventh doctor in the serial, The Curse of Fenric, uh, saw vampire-like uh, baddies that were hamivores. And they, much like we see in The Vampires of Venice, they weren't actually vampires. They just had vampiric-like traits. And interestingly enough, they also lived in water, although they weren't fish using a perception filter. But uh, that's interesting how close those two are related there. And then the fourth doctor saw real vampires. And so this was not on Earth. So the doctor who is not saying that vampires live on Earth, although they've made some wild claims about what's hidden uh, going on on Earth uh, from time to time. But this was actually at a whole other world that was an entire planet that resembled medieval London. An entire planet that resembled <laughs> medieval London. And Space London. <coughs> it's like Wait, that episode of, of Star Trek where it's like, yeah. it's Earth, only not. <laughs> so there were vampires living there. And the leader of these vampires was actually a long time or, or a, a long past enemy of the Time Lords of Gallifrey itself. Oh. So the, the crux of the story in that serial is that they've got to stop this uh, head vampire, this lead vampire from, from returning. And so the point that I want to bring out about the fourth doctor, though, is that this serial that I'm talking about, which is this, which is state of decay happens in e-space and e-space is a pocket universe. So Ooh. if I've understood it right and I'm remembering it right, N-space is the universe that we know and understand. E-space is a pocket universe that the Doctor ends up into with Romana the second and his companions. Yeah. And it the whole of E-space has like this green tinge to it, which is kind of interesting Wait, that what? they did. And so it's just was interesting that they had this idea that all they had all these stories going into E-space. And that's where the doctor meets uh, one of his companions, Adric, who was one of the longest companions, not one of the most loved, but he, I will say, he plays a big part in the future for the doctor. Whether you love Adric or you hate Adric or you're somewhere in between, his story sets him permanently in the doctor's history. And some of the stuff that we see the doctor working through today with his companions, we see with him. So I won't spoil it now. 
<laughs> How can you leave me with that? <laughs> I, now I want to go watch all of the Adric episodes. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, it's not probably anything we're going to see when Noobs and the Whovian are going back to watch Classic Who episodes. So I'll just wait and see if the Whovian wants me to, to uh, <laughs> uh, elaborate on that story at a later time. So that's all I've got for you today. Going back to the Vampires of Venice, this episode had its good points. I, I didn't hate this one, but it's not top on my list. Um, it was it was well executed. I thought it was well acted, even of all the characters. I, I, I really loved the baddies, uh, not not necessarily their look when the perception filter was off, but I, I loved I, mm-hmm. I loved their acting. I loved their part that they played. So I'm going to give it seven point five out of ten fanged teeth. And for the creep level, it was weird. It, it, of course, it, it's vampires or vampire-esque, so that's going to be creepy. But honestly, that didn't play out for me. I did not. I was not creeped out by this, even like psychologically creeped out or anything like that. So it's going to be pretty low. I'm gonna. I'll give it. I'll give it a hundred because vampires actually. I had a recurring nightmare when I was little, and <laughs> it was always the same graveyard with vampires coming after me. Wow. And so, all right, I'm going to at least give it that. I'm Let's totally over it now. It's, it's not an issue. But, uh, you know, vampires don't bother me anymore. But uh, I'll give it 100 just because it, it uh, reaches into the depths of my childhood. So thank you to the TARDIS Wikia. And thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right. <laughs> Before we get into our overall impressions, let's address the Adric in the room. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Here's my, here's my thought off the top of my head. Maybe sometime before I die, okay. I will see all of Classic Who. Oh. Okay. okay. Assuming we can catch up no, no, I just mean, yeah, I, I just mean in the totality of my life, maybe one day I will have seen all of Classic Who. It, I, uh-huh. I, just to be honest with you, I'm not chomping at the bit to go watch all of it. I'm oh, more interested so, yeah. in knowing about it than actually seeing it because so far I've... It's not very good. Right. I've not been hugely impressed. It's very crucial to the series, yeah. but that doesn't mean it's the best. Right. And that's uh-huh. why we've got Jared around. Um, so here's, here's my thought, and then I want to hear what you guys think. <clears throat> I would love for Jared... And I just will totally impose uh, on him again. I would love Jared to do us a 0.5 episode. Can we talk about Adric? And what the heck was that all about, Jared? Um, <laughs> and and just, just fill us in. Just give us like Adric's mm-hmm. story arc, right? Because to me, I, I'm curious. He's like, he's piqued my curiosity about what he's mm-hmm. talking about here. But I think it will be decades before I ever get to <laughs> watch all of mm-hmm. that. Um in, in any sort of, you know, real sense. So mm. I'm okay with being spoiled on it because I, I don't even know that I'll ever get there. What do you and guys even, think? I say if we ever even get to that point, I won't remember <laughs> the whole story arc by that point. Wait, is this that one guy that did the thing? The thing is, he's told us, like, the main plots of several episodes. That's my thought. That's, yeah. So, so and I still don't remember most of them. Okay. And so I don't remember any of them. Let's anyways. let's let's make this official. Y'all tell me if I, y'all tell me if I'm wrong here. Let's make it official. Noobs in the Whovian uh, standard that spoilers on Classic Who are up for grabs. Uh-huh. We I do agree. not care about spoilers for for Classic Who. Honestly, we're going to yeah. count that as in the past. And 
if it hadn't been watched by now, we're fine with it being be. spoiled. Okay. We're, we're going to maintain our spoiler free of new who up uh-huh. to where we've seen, right? Obviously. We're yeah. going to maintain that, but let's just, let's go ahead and make it official. This is the noobs and the Whovian standard. Classic who spoilers are fine. It doesn't matter. All right. So Jared, we, we humbly ask you to uh, do more work and, <laughs> <laughs> and recall your memory and, and, uh, and tell us about Adric. Um, just, just give us a, a, a couple of minute rundown uh, or, or as much detail as you want to. And we can just shoot that out there as a 0.5 episode and um, th- tell us, tell us everything about why Adric is so dang important. I am by the way, fascinated already with the idea of mm-hmm. a companion who is not a human, a companion who is from another universe. From pocket universe. I wonder if he still looks human. I mean, obviously, yeah, of course, mm. yeah, well, just like, like well, he looks time lord is what he looks. Like, <laughs> sure. uh, so at any rate, uh, we would love to see that. So that brings us to our overall impressions. Trip, you want to take it away? Um, I think this was an overly solid episode. I, I do not understand what you just said. Overly this solid. This episode was too good. I think this is a pretty good episode. It, okay. It would. It wouldn't make my top five list, but it's definitely okay. up there. Okay. Um, I definitely like the idea of like explaining things that aren't explainable. Right. So like, space vampires. Like vampires yeah, and yeah, ghosts yeah. and what is all this stuff? Yep. Oh, there's your excellent. The yeah, oh, there's your explanation. I also like the explanation of why we can see their fangs. Yeah, yeah they, were pretty, they were pretty uh, self-consistent on, on some of that stuff, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'll give it that. They explained a lot of the stuff. Yeah, like. so what's your what's your score overall, Trip? Um, I'm going to give it 8.5 perception filters. Sweet. Corbin, what do you got? Uh, I thought this was a solid episode. Not the best, but it, it wasn't terrible. We've had mm-hmm. plenty that were... Much worse than this one. Like what? I I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, like, there have been ones that are worse than this. This is probably going to be, like, an 8 out of 10 uh, giant crawfish, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think you are all crazy. <laughs> I don't like this episode. Oh. What? Oh, okay. I don't like much about it at all. What's wrong um, with this episode? We've talked at length through the course of the last 45 minutes to an hour, however mm-hmm. long we've been on the air, plot about mm-hmm. all of the plot holes and problems and inconsistencies. That's true. But the main thing is, when I came to rewatch this episode a, about a year ago, I skipped this one. Oh, gosh. I completely skipped over it. And... <clears throat> I I started uh, a couple of weeks ago. I started rewatching ahead because I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my head back around the idea of the cracks and the silence and lots of lots of overarching things. It took me like a week to rewatch this episode. <laughs> I would watch five minutes of it and then be like blur, <laughs> and then I would like wow. I couldn't come back to it. it. Like the next day, I'm like I have, but I have to. This, it became homework. Okay, <laughs> it became homework. Doctor Who shouldn't be homework. It should not be homework. Uh-huh. I'm in the middle of the same thing right now. Uh, I listened to a Star Trek epi- uh, podcast that was, in many ways, the uh, the inspiration for this one, where they watch an episode of Star Trek every week and discuss it. And 
we're in DS9 and I keep hitting episodes like this where I'm like, ugh, I kind of remember this one. All I remember is that I didn't like it and I don't remember many of the details because it wasn't worth remembering. And so I'm like, the only reason I'm watching this episode of DS9 is so that I can listen to the next podcast episode from, from Mission Log. The only reason that I rewatched this episode and then sat down with y'all and rewatched it was because we had this podcast to do. <laughs> Did you all notice while we were watching this episode that I was not watching this episode? Yeah. I was going over, mm-hmm. I was editing the show schedule. I was doing the note prep and you'll notice that the note prep was kind of short. <laughs> I did not like this episode. I think this will be the first time that I've ever given something five out of 10. Oh wow. I dislike it so much. I can't even think of what 10 things it is. It's just a five. <laughs> I wow. do not like this episode. I tried to like this episode. I could not do it. So as much as I did not like it, uh, it still has vampires and I still have my, my youngest son to think about. So I'm going to give it 250 out of 500 creep levels and I'm done talking about this. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> so boring. Why would you do the episode then? We could take it. O- we could take over it for you. I was resentful of this episode. <laughs> All right. So what do you guys got? I say this was <clears throat> definitely not one of the scarier ones. I think it was put out to be, but it was definitely yeah, not. It definitely was supposed to be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, so I'm going to give it 135. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to go a bit higher than that because, what? yeah, <gasps> big surprise. What I thought they did well was the creepy girl thing. That's which true. Is always unsettling to me. So I'm probably mm-hmm. going to give this about a 150. So oh, a lot wow. less than yours, but still less than mine. Tired trips. And again, mine is always, you know, Great in light of. A small child, so, um, and it, let me let me back up and say, you know, it. I gave it a five because of the the cool stuff that it did do with the Doctor Rory Amy triangle. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know what it would have been. A two. So, there were some redeeming things about it. We learned a lot about the crack and bad. the silence. But it was amazing, Dad. Yeah. I have nothing else to say. It was great <laughs> for exposition and character development. There you go. There you go. And every now and then you got to have that. So. All right, so that brings us to our theories. Uh, Corbin thinks the crack will appear in every story. Nope, that's not true. And that the new paradigm Daleks are responsible for it. I'm still going to say I think the Daleks are the ones causing the silence or whatever that is. Because it's either that or the silence is an entity itself. So I still think it's the Daleks or maybe... um, Okay, so you think the Daleks are responsible for the crack... And the silence. Yeah. The okay. You could or also. Davros. <laughs> <laughs> this this theory is going to be so long by the time we get to the episode thirteen. Well, it's going to be great. I all I right. got to keep all my options. So we we already said that uh, the crack didn't appear in episode four, so we modified it to be the story, and now that's uh, not true either. The crack didn't appear. Uh, in this in this story, at it's all. been mentioned in every episode. It, so, it was I mean, mentioned, but we really, didn't see it. Yeah, it's not really the it. important part of the theory. More like I was just guessing. You're right. It's going to show up a Absolutely. lot. Yeah, it didn't. But like bad. Wolf okay, or... you know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna retract that. We're gonna call it correct so far because the crack featured in this episode heavily. Here you go. Let's change appear. Uh, to, to feature, feature. <laughs> like even if it even if it wasn't really there it was pretty big player 
Exactly, exactly. So. All right, Trip thinks the crack has something to do with Amy not remembering the stolen Earth incident. Which is true. Yep. So far. Uh, yeah. nothing, nothing further development with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Trip thinks the crack is the end of the universe in the way that, uh, like the end of a sidewalk, and that the crack is in the wall of the universe, which I have in all caps there. Um, and he also thinks that when the doctor messed with it in the 11th hour that it changed it and caused the problem. I don't think we got any development on that one way or the Mm-mm. other. Yeah. Uh, Trip thinks the star whale is significant and we'll see it again. Not yet. Any development there? Mm-hmm. Any change in your thoughts? Mm, no. Sweet. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, we'll keep monitoring those. It's it, this is I think this is fun. This is more this is better than the the bad wolf meme. Definitely. Because there was just nothing to go on. You know, this one like, This is just a object. A yeah. A this is thing. well. This one they're they're trickling out the mystery, right? They're, Which they're, I like more than nothing, 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 right. everything. <laughs> everything. <Yeah. laughs> All right, so listener input. Uh, we didn't have any new reviews or emails or anything this week, so we are still on our mission to get a new review each month. Today is the 29th. We don't have one for September. So remember, if your birthday is in September, you owe us a review. You don't owe us one. That sounds really harsh. Yeah. We yeah. love one from you. Uh, Give so, us one! <laughs> uh, so if it, your birth month is September, you're up. It's your turn. Uh, so if you send us a – or give us a review, uh, give us – a review on whatever platform you found us on. As we said, you can also review us on Facebook at facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian. That helps out as well. Uh, send us an email telling us where you left it and that it was your birthday month review. And we'll not only read the review as we always do, but we'll also wish you a happy birthday on the show. So for the game plan, we are just chugging along through series five. We don't have anything special or out of the ordinary until the end of the series. So we don't have any other minisodes as far as um, meanwhile in the TARDIS, those kinds of things. Uh, we don't have any kind of special episodes until the classic Who Rewind, uh, which will be after the series finale. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll finish out the series, and we'll do a classic Who Rewind featuring the third Doctor story called The Terror of the Autons, which is the, I'm told by Jared, the first appearance of The Master. And just to give a heads up or a, a reminder, uh, I asked Jared to take over completely selection of the stories. And yeah. so he has actually fleshed that out. Um, there's one or two that he's not a hundred percent settled on, but he's mapped it out for us, mm-hmm. which classic who episodes we're going to watch. They look really good. They're all, I think each one of them is a first, right? So the mm-hmm. next one is the first time we meet the master. And then there's one where it's, you know, the first time for this or that or the other thing. Like so. we had the first Daleks. Exactly. And Interior it, of the Autons is fairly important because the Autons were the first baddies in New Exactly. Mexico. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, so. Yep. Very good. So uh, so just uh, keep on chugging along, uh, as we said, through Series 5. Next time we will be doing Series 5, Episode 7, Amy's Choice. So make sure you join us next time for that. Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. That would be me, Trip. Our production editor is this other guy. Me, Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who's Connection. And shout-outs to Jared and... And Victor for their Patreon support. You can find us at facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian. You can send us a direct message there, or you can email us at noobs in the Whovian at gmail.com. Don't forget to go to noobs in the for all of the show notes and fun stuff there. 
and consider supporting us at patreon.com slash noobs and the Whovian. Subscribe wherever you found us, leave us a rating, throw some stars at our face and share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin, I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be-whip. Recording. Deep deep deep. Why does That needs to go in the bloopers. You were definitely just making that song up, what? right? I don't know. I definitely was. The fourth doctor's time in classic who because I wear pants. They did something with the story there that I <laughs> that's, think that's we should bring out. I, I don't know that we'll show.